What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis. You are listening to the 104th episode of the Hogline Podcast. Today, we have Jack, our other co-host. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well. You say today as if it's a surprise. And every episode, you always start with, it's me. I know. Well, I want to keep Hogline Nation on their toes. Um, yeah. So, welcome. Today, we have our, I guess you can call it our NFL preview show, but it's not how we typically would do it. I, we've done, well, we, I, I say we as, uh, I did the first NFL preview show. You and I did the second one together. So, technically, this would be our, the show's third NFL preview show. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty crazy. So, but today is not how we would typically do it. We're not going to give you um, how we normally would because we kind of did that in, what was it, April or May? April when the schedule was released, yeah. Right. So Jack and I, if, if anyone didn't check out that episode or if you're a new listener, Jack and I went through every single game uh, when the schedule came out in April or May. I think it was May because it was delayed a little bit this yeah. year. Um, all 256 games, we predicted the winners and losers of every single one, and we gave a very in-depth uh, analysis of each team. And who knows? Maybe today we will re- we will repeat some of the analysis that we gave uh, from that May show, but it's a little different. Um, Jack came up with this segment idea, and I thought it was uh, a very good idea. The segment and the episode title, as you I saw if you clicked on this episode, is called "Who's to Blame." And uh, do you want to explain what that means, what we'll be doing today? Yes. Um, who's to blame uh, if the team, if this team hits their under, hits the under on their win total? Uh, we took their current uh, over-under win totals on the season per FanDuel Sportsbook of probably August 19th, I think. Um, yeah, and we're just going to explain – who would be to blame if they hit hit their under? So I guess technically highlighting their weak spot. Not necessarily their weak spot. Maybe their weak spot. But like, yeah. Which, yeah, as, which is most likely to blunder on each team. Where they have holes, and it's pretty much how you just said, uh, whether it be their quarterback, uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, secondary, or even coach or GM. Who – Specifically, what position group or person would be to blame uh, for, you know, the team not performing as well as they would like to? Um, also, yeah, so, we're only um, – this is just the AFC. Just doing right. the AFC. Then the NFC will be released at a later date. Right. Because, I mean, it would be quite a long show if right. we did all 32 teams. So, we decided to break it up into conferences – um, to make it a little bit easier to follow along. All right. So without further ado, I'm ready to get into it. Um, we can start with the AFC North. Nice. The Ravens are projected to win the AFC North. They have an over-under of 11 and a half wins. So before we get into uh, what we think, who's, who's to blame, potentially, uh, do you have over or under off the top of your head for the Ravens? Eleven and a half wins for twenty twenty. Over. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think just over. I mean, they went 14-2 and two last year, um, but I still would go with the over. Even though it's a big number, they'd have to win 12 games for that to happen, but I think it's a, a realistic possibility for Baltimore this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also, I, I kind of hate to, to start off the show this way, but I this was this was the first team I looked into because I went in order of probably how we're gonna go here. Yeah. Uh, but I really couldn't find any really weaknesses with Baltimore. They are a very good football team, and I I, I hate to say, it, but I really I don't really have one. Like I, I if they are you gonna go, say uh, are you really gonna do this? You don't have one. You don't have anyone to blame. Come on. I don't really have anyone to blame. Oh, this sucks. What? I, cu- I couldn't pick someone. One. You got to pick something. Pick, if I had to pick something for Baltimore, yes. I, pick I, something. Went, I went with uh, – I, I would have to maybe go with the defensive line. It's probably, I guess, the weakest part of the team. I know they have Calais Campbell, but he's a little bit older now. But I, I couldn't – I can't pick anything else. Like, if you look at them across the board, obviously they have the, the reigning MVP on their team. Uh, and – Right, he will probably see some regression. He, he definitely will see some regression. He's not going to throw 36 touchdowns and six, only six picks again. Uh, he's not going to rush for the. He's not going to break his own single season quarterback rushing record. Um, but he just has that skill set that you can't. No matter how much tape you really watch on him, like he could do something on the field that you've never even seen before. So he's kind of, in a way, almost nearly impossible to prepare for. So I, you can't say quarterback. They've got a deep running back room now with Ingram and Dobbins. I think he was he, Dobbins fits it perfectly, and you know it just if Ingram goes down, they still love Dobbins. So running back's fine. I guess you could say wide receiver, but it's not. That's just not how the team is really built. Like they have suitable wide, wide receiver, receiver. For, for how they they run things. Obviously, a deep tight end group with, led by Mark Andrews, a top six seven offensive line in the league, and then they've got Marlon Humphrey and. Earl Thomas in the secondary. So I don't really know. And they've got a great coach. They're, they're such a good team. I, I, All right. Well, it's definitely receiver. If you had to pick one and you chose their defensive line, then you said that they're a top six, seven defensive line. How, how could that be the weak spot? I, sorry. Maybe I misspoke. I meant to say offensive line when I said Oh, okay. That. It's – I mean, I don't know how you – got to pick – uh, I think it just has to be their wide receiver group. I know you said the, t- the the offensive scheme's not built around that, but in that sense, the entire NFL has had a year of watching the team uh, play behind Lamar Jackson for a full season, and they know what he's like now. They there's just and as you said, they're built around their uh, rushing attack, so defenses are going to play to that their strength more and make them throw more. I think Lamar can throw. I've always said he can throw. He's a good passer in college. Um, But their wide receiver group is of the bottom half of the league, probably. Um, So it's going to be up to them. It's going to be up to Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, and those two taking a step up in year two. Um, And then also – they draft Devin DuVernay out of Texas in the third round. I like him a lot, obviously. He's on my dynasty team. Um, 
they're young. The receivers are young. They have potential, but um, this team is built to win now. And I mean, this team's not really not going to go away. Their talent isn't. That's not like they're aging, but like these wide receivers got to step up if in order to fully compete. I know the Ravens are competing for Super Bowl anyway, but yeah. They also have. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL, I believe. That's stupid. I mean, it, it's helped by the Bengals because they get them twice a year. True. And uh, they obviously had the worst record in the NFL last year. But everything seems to be falling right with Baltimore. And it's hard to see them. I don't know. I think they're – I hate to say it, but they're, I think they're locked into the division title. All right, let's just move on. Let's move on. Thanks, Max Kellerman, for telling us that the Ravens are good. It was Max Kellerman. I thought it was Colin, Colin Cowards, the one that said they were going to go 19-0. and Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you can't you – can't, no matter how good you think a team is, you cannot predict them to go 19-0 and or 16-0, and whatever he did. You just – yeah, you can't do that. So uh, we'll move on. Start off hot there with the Baltimore Ravens. Nothing. So stupid. Let's move on. <laughs> who, are we, who are we going with? Uh, well, we're going to go with the Steelers next. Uh, All right. The over-under is nine wins. What did you say for that? Over. I said push. I know what we're going to argue about here. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. So I picked it. I picked uh, it's who's to blame it's going to be Ben. I'm sure you have that too. Yeah, we both have quarterback. Now, I don't think he's going to um, be one to blame, as I don't think that we're going to hit her under. But if we do, it's going to be him. Um, he was a missing piece last year. Um, that and we had a ton of injuries, but assuming all other positions are fully healthy or at least somewhat healthy, um, it's going to be up to him. Our quarterback play was among the worst in the league. I, I, should, I, should, I should have had a stat on that, but no, I don't need a stat. Everyone knows how bad our combined quarterback play was, yet we still managed to win eight games, um, which that has to be our floor, and Ben's going to account for at least two more wins. Uh, I know you're skeptical of Ben's health, um, all reports say he's good and even better than ever. I know that that may just be some coach speak or not just all reports. Many reports. I have a report from Mark Cavalli of the Athletic as of yesterday. Screw the Athletic. He said it appears to me that Ben was short arming some throws and did not follow through with some throws. I've been watching him for 17 years through practices and games, and something just seemed off. Not off, just different. He's got to change a little bit, probably. I don't know. Obviously, I feel like we've we've said it uh, maybe a couple times in the show. So if people have listened, uh, they know I am. Ben is pe- back. Don't listen I, to Mitchell. I'm more pessimistic. I think Ben is going to throw more interceptions than Jack realizes. Um, which I don't know. How many? How many? <sighs> well, let me think here. I got. I I would have to look at some stuff. Don't look at anything. Tell me what you think. Go. If you're going to make a claim about his, his uh, 
concerning interception total. You got to have it on your head. What is it? What's it going to be? 18. 18? Yes. He hasn't thrown for 18 interceptions since 2006. He hasn't had elbow surgery. Ever. It's not like the elbow surgery is going to cause him to just throw to the wrong team. He still has the same decision-making. It affects your whole physicality. What do you mean? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's How? surgery. And he's in his upper 30s. He's fully recovered. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played an NFL game in two years. So, I'm oh, sorry, a year. Two, yeah, everyone says he looks fine. And all, every, all the wide receivers say Ben feels great and looks great. Why, why are we just not to believe them? Not what just readers, all the coaching staff too. And most reporters except this one idiot from The Athletic who doesn't know anything. Like, literally, that's the only person who's – you're just going to listen to this guy and no one else. It's more of a gut feeling. I don't know what to say. 18 interceptions this year. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he throws three interceptions. I hope he throws hope, 36 and he, six. You hope he throws three interceptions? So he, <laughs> he has interception, interception list the entire year. The last game, man, I really just throws for three. I today. hope he breaks Lamar Jackson's rushing record this season. <laughs> he might. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll just rely more on his uh, rushing ability then. Yeah, he can always fall back on his legs. Yeah. So if, if his arm's not right, um, he can be the mobile quarterback we know and love. Um, all right, so we'll move on. We'll move on to the Browns, something we will probably agree on. Yeah. Uh, the, the Browns over-under win total is eight and a half. I went with the under. I, I under. think it'll be just under. I think they'll be around eight and eight. Seven, nine, eight, and eight. Right. Um, Screw it. Seven and nine. They suck. I wrote. I wrote quarterback. At, you know, I, I. I don't know if this is against the quarterback rules, as if it's not a. It's not someone everyone knows. Actually, this was the only. Mm, for two of the other ones, I wrote kind of two things. So I wrote quarterback and coach. I didn't know if we had to pick one or not. I. I went with two. I wrote quarterback and coach. Okay. Um, Baker Mayfield obviously regressed in the in the uh, negatively in 2019. Baker saw his completion percentage dip uh, by 4.4 percent from 2018 to 2019. Through five less touchdowns from 2018 to 2019, and he threw seven more interceptions uh, within that year. So, a very bad year. Um, you know, people were saying he could have challenged Saquon Barkley for Rookie of the Year in 2018, and everyone had uh, sky-high expectations for Baker going into 2019, and he obviously fell short. He threw almost just as many touchdowns as – sorry, uh, interceptions as touchdowns, and the Browns only won six games. So His negative regression is just so bad. He regressed in every – his every single stat category is worse. Yeah, just an all-around terrible year for Baker Mayfield. And you have to think, I mean, a year similar to that, Hot seat. What's, what's, what's Baker Mayfield's uh, future looking like if he has a year? Working at a gas station. <laughs> at a gas station. Um, I mean, he was the first overall pick, so maybe that makes his leash a little bit longer uh, in his NFL career. But, you know, Beyond next year, if it if it's a similar year to this past, 
um, it makes you wonder what it's going to look like. And Trubisky is almost a first round pick. That doesn't mean anything. You mean first overall pick? I mean, yeah, first overall pick. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think he'll be as bad as last year. I don't think he'll be great, but um, I think he, I think the Browns can get to eight wins, like I just said. And if if they do hit the under, I think it would probably be on Baker. This is an overall solid roster, otherwise. Yeah. Very solid roster. Um, it's also Kevin Stavansky's first year as a coach uh, in a very um, shortened and altered offseason. So that you got to take that into consideration. Who knows what kind of start the Browns could get off to. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't put all the blame on Stavansky because he has a lot of factors going against him. Right. That's why I wouldn't put the blame on him because there's a scapegoat. Like, you can, I don't think you can put the blame on him because it's a – it's not like honestly. Okay, I, who was our coach last year? One and done. Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Um, I don't even blame him. They wrong. I, they I, I, he, he, he wasn't did, a good coach, but they he, stupidly gave Baker Mayfield say in who's the head coach. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Um, I mean, I think Kitchens perpetuated an already bad. Uh, for lack of a better word, coaching, you know, history of the Browns. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Stavansky could be to blame, but certainly doesn't, uh, probably would not deserve the large majority of it. Yeah, I think Stavansky's going to be good. I mean, this, he's coached his entire career in Minnesota and he's done well as an offensive coordinator the past few years. Um, I think it's a good head coaching transition. Um, it's a solid hire. I forget what grade we gave him in our coaching uh, letter grades episode. True, but I mean, you know, it's not. It doesn't. It seems like it's a good choice on paper. So yeah, um, can't really blame Cleveland for that. But like we said, uh, just to wrap up, Baker. Obviously, neither of us are too high on him, and uh, I don't know. I don't think he could turn around the franchise. I mean, I think everything would have to be going right for him to you know, propel this team into the playoffs. And it could happen because this roster is is good. So I'm not saying that's out of the realm of possibilities, but yeah, great skill position said, players, good offensive lines, decent yeah. like def- defense, got some great players. So right. So we will see what happens in Cleveland and we would both put the blame on Baker. You see Baker in all these commercials because uh he's gotta make all the money he can while he's still in the league. Yeah, because this time next year he's going to be working at uh, the gas station, as Jack just said. All right, we will move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, They held the first pick in the 2020 draft and obviously selected LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Their over-under per FanDuel is 5.5, and I had them at under at 4-12. Under five wins. Okay. And whose fault would that be? Uh, the front seven. The front seven. I have the offensive line as the problem. So we both have uh, the guys in the trenches as the problem. Uh, right. There. Yeah, I mean, in a very close second for me, that would probably be who I pick next. I mean, their, their rush defense is uh, pretty bad. 
I think yes. it was the worst in the league last year. It was the worst in the league last year. Yeah, led the most amount of yards. Um, led by Carlos Dunlap, DJ Reader. Don't know who that is. Geno Atkins, uh, Sam Hubbard. I mean, I guess, I don't know. They didn't even address it that much in the draft. Their highest pick was uh, – the highest pick of the front seven was uh, – um, who was it? Oh, Kyle Kareem from Notre Dame. I think it took him in the – they either took him in the third or fifth round. I mean, I love him. He's a Notre Dame guy, but um, – Can't expect him to do too much. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's not going to – like he's going <laughs> to transform this into like a top five rush defense. Um yeah, I like their offense. Uh, I I think most people like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I think uh, I like a lot what he can bring to the table uh, with his IQ. Um, I just think he's – I mean, it's kind of just like hopping on the trend to sing this, but I just see a winner in Joe Burrow, and he just has that, uh, that mentality that you want your franchise quarterback to have. Um, they draft T. Higgins in the second round. Uh, making this a, I like this wide receiver group. A.J. Green's made a glass. He's done. But Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins can be a solid group going forward. Um, I think, well, for fantasy, I know we, we talked about him last time, uh, last episode. Uh, fantasy is overrated, but Joe Mixon's a good running back. Um, I think as far as running back talent, they don't lack there. And their offensive line is not great, but uh, they add their first round top 10 pick in 2019, Jonah Williams, who was a pretty pro ready. Um, was he a, is he a guard? No, sorry. He's a tackle. Um, pretty, pretty pro ready uh, player coming out. So that's got a trans. I mean, I don't know if it's going to transform this into, like, a good offensive line, but it's going to make a big difference. Because um, sometimes just that one guy on offensive line can do it, like Quentin Nelson. I know Quentin Nelson may be an exception, but I don't know. I mean, that's – I picked the offensive line. It was ranked 34. And this is going to, again, pretty much mirror what I said last episode in Joe Mixon. It was my biggest concern with him. 31st ranked offensive line last season, according to Pro Football Focus. And obviously you mentioned Jonah Williams. I know he could be great, but he's literally never played a down in the NFL. And I can't just buy the narrative that, and especially it's just offensive line is such a position group where you need to mesh together and you need to build up that chemistry with the offensive line and play. Like that's why you see teams when they, you know, the stat they show um, how many different offensive line combinations a team has played in a certain season those teams that have all those different combinations usually have, are the ones with the poor offensive lines. It's a position group that you need stability in. You need to, um, you know, work out that chemistry. And that's when you see them start to get in a rhythm. So I think especially early on, because Jonah Williams, Jonah Williams has never played a snap in the NFL. And I, 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 I can't buy that he's going to just take this team. And especially the beginning. I think at the beginning of the season, they might struggle um, to protect Burrow. Um, they, Williams, he's going to get some MVP votes. Yeah, definitely. He's going to probably be runner up. Just watch. You see that clip? Uh, Joe Burrow was like, it looked I like he was, running, it. he was running from his life. Yeah. Uh, you know, so imagine that being TJ Watt and Bud Dupree instead of uh, the Bengals 
front. So, you know, it might not, uh, I think early on it might be a little rough. Um, but uh, yeah, I, just to wrap up what you said about Joe Burrow, I think he will provide long-term stability. Um, you know, just because I think they're going to go four and 12 this year doesn't mean that it's not a knock on Joe Burrow. I think eventually, you know, within two years or so, the Bengals, if they improve their defense, uh, could be looking up. So, and again, four, four and 12 is an improvement from last year. So step in the right direction. All right. I'll wrap up the AFC North. We'll move on to the AFC East and projected to win it. Um, I mean, they have the highest win total is the New England Patriots still, despite losing Tom Brady. Uh, their win total is nine and a half. What did you say for the Patriots led by Over. Cam Newton? Over. What, 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 how many wins are you thinking? Ten. Ten wins. Uh, I have just under a nine and seven. I think uh, they'll still have a winning record, but I'm going to go with nine and seven. And what, what do you – who would be the blame if they had nine wins or less, in your opinion? I think this is kind of obvious – their defense. So I, I have specifically their linebackers and in parentheses, they're just their overall rush defense. And I, yeah. I have a, um, you know, a few thoughts on that. Um, obviously their defense was great last year, but kind of under the radar, their rush defense was not as good as their pass defense. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their pass defense was. I forgot to check that out, but I, I would have to assume it's top three, top five. Yeah. Uh, their rush defense quietly was only they in terms of yards per carry to defenses they they were the 14th so they were right around they were pretty average um, but that kind of got hidden just because of how great overall like scoring defense wise they were and uh, how well they defended the pass so you know kind of low key you you were able to run a little bit on the on the Patriots last year now this year. Kyle Van Noy, uh, they lost him in free agency to the Miami Dolphins. Right. And Donta Hightower opted out of the season. Probably one of the, the more significant uh, opt-outs, probably honestly in the league, but especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So that is huge. And now I, I, would, I expect their rush defense to suffer. I think it could be bottom 10, bottom 12 in the league this year. So I think that's kind of underrated. Yeah, their pass defense will still be pretty good, so I don't think you could say their overall defense would be why they suffer. But specifically the run defense, uh, I'd be a little worried. So, I mean, naturally in fantasy, if you see your guy on your team going against New England, you're like, oh, that's a bad matchup. But if it's a running back, it might not be too bad. So, I don't know. I think that could definitely leave them susceptible to, um, you know, to other teams with – powerful running attacks so I think that's definitely the biggest weakness on the team in my opinion um you know the wide receiver group isn't great I think they can get by they've always gotten by with it and uh I believe Sony Michelle I think is on the pup list and he is in danger of uh missing the first six weeks of the season so that's definitely something to keep an eye on um but I think James White can get the job done they did sign Lamar Miller as their workhorse I I I think I'm I'm big on James White I I always kind of have been um, right, he's a pass catcher, but I, I think he's going to be huge. But... I think he's going to be huge this year. I think James White can, yeah, obviously he's not going to get the a ton of carries, but Cam will have carries. Right, uh, but are you saying if, if Sony Michelle is out? Yeah, I mean there there's been some sexy Rexy time. 
no, I, I, I think Damien Harris would probably be the guy. To, I mean, the guy meaning like 10 to 13 carries. Yeah. So, and they did bring in Lamar Miller. Who knows how healthy he will be. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a possibility as well. Uh, but regardless, I think the offense could get by. And I think uh, Bill, Billy B could uh, draw up some things and make them all right on the offense side of the ball. But that's why I went with the, the rush defense. I'm not worried about the Patriots, really, if I were a Patriots fan. Belichick, no, Belichick can put anyone out there. They're going to win 10 games. Definitely not a lock to win the division, but they should. I fully expect them to be uh, right up there in contention for a playoff spot, at least. So they're definitely not going away. So, Anything else on their uh, defense you want to touch on? No, not really. You said it at all. Yeah. Their their pass defense should be pretty good. I mean, it's pretty much intact still. Yeah. Um. All right. We will move on to the Buffalo Bills, who are projected to be in second place with an eight and a half win total. Uh, what do you have for Buffalo? Over. I have over as well. I've got ten and six. I uh, so who I I, I for who's to blame? I wrote quarterback. Um. Who's the quarterback? <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he would be the reason. I, like I said, we both have him over, so we, we don't think oh, he would be oh, the okay. problem. Oh, okay, yeah. But if it were to happen, I think – what I have – all I have written down in my notes is, can Josh Allen continue to progress as a passer? Um, big improvement from rookie season to sophomore season. I believe he, he threw 10 touchdowns and 12 picks his rookie year. I don't think he played every game, but – uh, that's where he was at. But last year he throws over 3,000 yards, um, 20 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, and obviously provides a tremendous amount of value with his legs. Um, but if he can continue to pro- progress as a passer, which I think he will, um, you know, maybe maybe he'll be in that range of maybe 24 touchdowns and around 10 picks and uh, maybe throwing a few more yards. So I think he could that, – that's definitely – a realistic goal for him. And I think he'll hit that. Um, but it just, if he, you know, stays the same or maybe regresses a little bit as a passer and has an off year, I think maybe that could be why Buffalo um, would not take that next step. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I, I, I like Buffalo a lot. I'm a big fan of Sean McDermott. I think uh, he's got that culture right in Buffalo. Um, they recently signed, I mean, not signed, extended that offensive lineman. I believe it was Dawkins. Was that who it was? Yep. Yeah. Um, recently extended him. So they solidify their offensive line a little bit. Uh, obviously they bring in Stefan Diggs and they draft Zach Moss. So I believe that's a single Terry and Moss could be a good complimentary backs to each other. I mean, defense is solid. Trey white, uh, thankfully for bills fans did not opt out. I know that was kind of up in the air for a little bit. Uh, but he decided to play for this season. Um, so it looks like Buffalo, you know, balls in their court to win this division. Who has more career rushing touchdowns, Ben Roethlisberger or Josh Allen? Got to be Josh Allen. Come on. Josh Allen's only played and started 27 games. Didn't he have like eight or nine touchdowns last year? Uh, he had – 
Last year, Josh Allen had nine. His rookie year, he had eight. Yeah, so 17. I don't think Ben has 17. Ben's got 19. Oh. I think this after, after this year, Josh Allen's going to have that lead over him. So, well, not if we uh, – not if Ben breaks – Lamar Jackson's uh, rushing a record That's like true. we projected. So. That is true. Um, big sleeper. Ben could uh, Ben could have uh, nine rushing touchdowns. You know, you never know. All right. So it looks like we both are in agreement with Buffalo here. Uh, so wait, you had New England and Buffalo with ten wins, right? I, you probably yeah. have New England still winning the division. I don't. We didn't go into all that, but um, yeah, I've got Buffalo taking the AFC East uh, crown. You know, first time in quite a while. Next team we have is the New York Jets. This should be a pretty easy one. Uh, their win total is six and a half. Surprised it's still higher than the Dolphins, but I thought this was an easy under. Yeah, smash that under. Yeah, so I have them at four and 12. Uh, Same. I think they could be in contention for the number one overall pick. Uh, we, oh, Trevor Lawrence, watch. Well, I don't know. Prop mate. Mm. Well, that depends. Well, who's your who's to blame? Uh, Adam Gase would be yeah. the, to be to blame. That's a pretty chalk there. Yeah, I also have Gase. I feel like yeah. It, I feel like Sam Darnold's job is more secure, just because of he has this to blame. He has he has Adam Gase to blame. He's just uh he's not the man for the job. I think pretty easily he's gonna be out the door next year. You got multiple players that either aren't on the same page with him or flat out like Jamal Adams said, not the right man to lead this team. That's that's a pretty much direct quote from Jamal Adams. So, so bad. He I mean, they go seven and nine last year. Obviously Sam Darnold was out with mono for, you know, whatever that was, four or five weeks. But I just think, like, he holds players back. Sam Darnold could have better numbers if it weren't for him, I believe. Um, he's still – he's not letting maybe, – maybe there's some truth to that, like, or maybe some uh, – I don't know what the word is, but uh, his philosophy could be right in not employing – Le'Veon is a workhorse. I mean, he doesn't seem like he fully wants to do that. I don't know. I, I just don't think he's – I don't feel inspired when I look at Adam Gase. Let's put it that way. I don't feel like I want to run through a brick wall for that guy, and that's how you should feel about your coach. Yeah, most most play, people, when I look at them, I should want to run through a brick wall. Well, if they're a football inspired. coach. They're a football coach, Yeah. Um, with Adam Gase, not at all, not in the slightest. Adam, I I agree. Adam Gase stinks. Um, he's my answer of who's to blame. Who's their GM? Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna blame the GM. I do blame Adam Gase because this defense is terrible. It's so bad. I'm looking at it now. I don't know a lot of these names at all. I don't blame the GM at all. He got a great deal with Jamal Adams. That's, right. That's I don't blame the GM. Him. I don't blame the GM because that was a good trade for them. Um, but I just blame Adam Gase because I think Adam Gase is the big reason why Jamal Adams uh, tried to force his way out. Yeah, in the first place, forced why he wanted out. to leave. So. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. It is on Adam Gase. Um, 
But this defense stinks. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't like. I don't know half these guys. They stuck. They. they... Yeah. Let me guess. I'm trying to even guess. You have their depth name chart up right now. I have, I have it up. Yeah. Um, C.J. Mosley. Uh no. Did he leave? Yeah. Who's he on? I thought he went to the uh, the Ravens. I thought he came from the Ravens. Oh, I mean, he did come from the Ravens. He's got to still in New York, right? Did he? He, op- he, opted, he opted out. out. He, he opted, opted out. out. He opted That's out. what it was. Yes, okay. Yeah. He's not there. Um. So that would leave uh Quinton Williams. Yeah, who's like arrested for like carrying on firearms in an airport or something. No, he's fine. Still have Marcus May. Yeah. Do they have Tremaine Johnson still? No. No. Um what was uh who did they draft? Did they draft uh There's one guy they did sign I think this year. Just give it to me. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, that's just Jordan Jenkins. I thought Janaris Jenkins. Um Oh boy. It's awful. <laughs> All right, well, who who did they draft? They drafted someone, right? Who did they draft in the first round this year? Mikai Becton. Oh, yeah, they went – okay, they went with that. Right, yeah. And then Denzel Mims in the second. And then uh, the third, they got Ashton Davis. Um, Jets defense is awful. You got to – Whoever – Automatic who, start in fantasy if your guy's going against them. Yeah. All right, so we, we can move on from the Jets. They stink. We all know this. Um, and I think, honestly, looking at all of this, I mean, that might have been the easiest one for me. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not much else to say there. Uh, last for the AFC East is six wins uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Um, I went with over. I, I think you may have convinced me from last episode a little bit. I have them going nice. eight and eight. Eight and eight? Let's go. That's cool. You have over. Um, over. Who who would be to blame if they were under six wins? It's not a who. It's um, an adjective. Um, I don't know. If this, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. This is, no, I think this would be considered a noun. Yeah. No, it's a noun. What is it? It's their youth. Okay, the inexperience of the team. All right. Also known um, as the youth. <laughs> uh, explain. I mean, it was kind of self-explanatory, I guess, in itself, but... They're young. You got to give them some time. Except for, I don't think this is true. I think uh, two was my rookie of the year. Um, two is going to lead this team to the promised land in year one. Um, promised land. Define promised land. Super Bowl. Oh, no. Uh, they got... I I mean, people are going to say these are just average backs, but I always like these guys and Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. This is my team. Jordan Howard and Matt Breida, that's a solid running back duo. Um, and you got studs like Kalen Balaj and Miles Gaskin back there. Um, their fullback, Chandler Cox, seventh-round pick of 2019. Um, they have going to be a top three tight end this year in Mike Gusecki. Um, he makes up for – I would have said maybe their, their wide receiver core, but I do think Mike Gusecki is practically a third receiver. 
um, alongside Devontae Parker, really showed out in the, in the latter half of last season. Uh, Preston Williams had was solid. The wide receivers aren't great. I'll give them that. Um, I know you're probably going to say the O-line. Uh, they invested a lot in their O-line in the draft. Uh, that's why I said that um, – that's why I said youth, because maybe these guys need some time to develop. But, however, uh, first, second round pick on their offensive line, and also their fourth. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, I already said two is going to be uh, the next Peyton Manning. I already said that. Um, their defense. Uh, we mentioned earlier Kyle Van Noy signed with them in free agency. Byron Jones signed with them in free agency. That's huge. He's a top corner. Um, I can never say this guy's name the other corner they drafted. Do you know who I'm talking about? Noah Angangula. Yeah, um, him. Uh, first round pick, right? Yes, in the first round. Shaq Lawson, uh, Christian Wilkins was a first round pick. Is he out of Bama, I want to say? Thompson. Same thing. Um, this team is great. This team is really, really good. And I don't care what anyone says. Read by led by the amazing Brian Flores. Brian Flores is a very good coach. Yes. Um, yeah, he definitely is. Definitely big Brian Flores guy. Um, just wanted to point out two things of that big long uh, Dolphins monologue that you said there. Um, if if you ever hear someone say, or specifically Jack say, "Oh, these are my guys," that's probably not a good sign. First of all, that's for your so franchise. not true. Um, so I just wanted to put that out first and foremost. Secondly, uh, there's the rookie of the year is already – you might as well already give it to Clyde, so that's no, who it's going okay. to. Um, so it's not going to Tua. I mean, there could be – It's a, so hard for a running back to win it. Well, he'll, he's going to do it, so you'll see. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of hard. They're, they're very biased towards quarterbacks. Right. Um, but, yeah, I had wide receiver as the, the reason why. Uh, obviously, you know, Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns, you know, not, you know, even mention them. we're big, uh, you know, big football fans here at Hogline Studios, but the average household's not really going to know Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns. Um, but they both opted out for the 2020 NFL season due to the coronavirus. Don't need them. Um, it does hurt their depth though. I mean, they have Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. But Preston Williams uh, towards ACL in October or November. So, you know, he's looking good. I've seen a couple of videos, but, you know, you know, I don't know. You can't always rely on that. And if you look at who they have outside of those two guys, it is very bad. So wide receivers could be a problem. You did m- mention Mike Gusecki does definitely, um, if he progresses this year, like if uh, many people think he will, then that, uh, you know, helps their pass catching group overall, but does worry me a little bit. So I uh, got to temper that expectation there. I think eight and eight would be great for Miami. Definitely something to build on. They finished strong last year. So I think they could uh, carry that momentum over this year. And there's definitely, you know, the right culture. I mean, this time last year, it's like night and day. What is it like? So I think they've done a fantastic job last year. I mean, it was a little rough there for a little while, uh, but they've righted the ship, I think, and they're definitely headed in the right direction. So good for Miami. Uh, they may be in the playoffs. I mean, it's possible this year, but 
you know, maybe in 2021 is definitely their year. Yeah, they're locked in at that seven seed. They got Gary Jennings and Matt Collins. Yeah, that, and Chester the, Rogers. Come on, these are the type of come guys on you don't want to hear. I Matt love Collins. this team. Yo, it, 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 I, I swear, if if Des Bryant signs with this team, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I am buy, I'll buy, I'll buy one hundred dollar to to a jersey. I'll do something if Des Bryant, if Des Bryant worked out with the Dolphins and signed with them. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> heard, about the Dolphins. I haven't heard any buzz about that. But. No, there's no buzz about it. I just know that Des Bryant's trying to work out with teams. He worked out with the Ravens today. Nothing really came of that yet. Um. But we gotta get this back in the league. Yeah, we gotta. Maybe. We single. We need to lead the movement. We need to get him back in the league. Maybe Miami. If the, if they're instant Super Bowl contenders, if he signs with them. Yeah, their their win total is going up to ten. I think if he he's that's, gonna at four games. That's yeah. I mean that's that's even less low. Uh, we're gonna move on to the AFC South. We have the Colts with nine wins. What did you have for Indianapolis? Uh, I said under. I also said under and with eight and eight. Who would be to blame for that eight and eight record? Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver group. I have the quarterback. Whoa. What, you love Phillip Rivers. What is this? No, I do not love Phillip Rivers. Oh. <laughs> Don't confuse my dynasty ownership of Phillip Rivers with how I actually feel about Phillip Rivers. I don't think he's good. I mean, he is old. His completion percentage went from 68.3% to 66%. Not a huge drop, That's but still some regression. The big regression, though, through 20 interceptions last year. His yards per attempt went from 8.5 to 7.8. So he doesn't have the deep ball anymore. Threw a lot of interceptions. I think he tried to throw the deep ball, and he got picked off a lot. Um it just he doesn't look good. I don't just by watching him, I don't think he's there. Um, one thing he would have going for him, you know, historically throughout his year years in San Diego slash Los Angeles, uh, didn't have the best offensive line. Obviously, he goes to probably the best offensive line. So that definitely helps uh to keep him upright. Still don't think his arm's there. And I think maybe he thinks he can throw a little deeper than he can at this stage in his career. I don't think he is right. And eight and eight is right where I see the Colts and I don't see them budging. I, I just think, you know, there's a lot of people, not a lot, but I've seen some quotes saying Phillips definitely got a lot left in the tank. He's going to, you know, light a fire on this team and, you know, he's going to prove everyone what, how he still has, you know, two or three years left. Um, but I don't see that at all. I don't see him. Be, I think he's going to retire after this year. It's going to be a he is in a one year underwhelming deal, so, year. Uh, underwhelming that's year. a possibility, but I don't really see his regression that much. He regressed a little bit from 2018, but he's right on par with his career numbers. It's the same Philip Rivers. His interception total. He's thrown for 20, 21 interceptions in the seasons past. Um, his interception total, even last year in particular, may have been a little skewed because he played down a lot of games and really had to try to bring his team back, and he laid it all on the line. Um, his completion percentage is last year was above his career average. Um, uh, same with his yards total, yardage total. Um, 
I don't. I still see the same Philip Rivers. I don't. I mean, what is he like? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Like I, I, I don't. Thirty-eight. I still see the same Philip Rivers. Um, I think that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade from what they had last year. Their their quarterback play last year was awful with um, Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer. Um, I just think it's their. It's got to be their wide receiver group. And they lose Eric Ebron. I know he's not a wide receiver, but he's a pass catcher and one who's been had a high usage the past two years. Um, he was money two years ago. Right. I don't think that Jack Doyle – I've never been huge on Jack Doyle. I don't think he can uh, really compensate for this wide receiver group. I don't trust T.Y. Hilton's health. He's – I think he's trending towards A.J. Greenland. Um, if he's – like, if – that just leaves Michael Pittman Jr. I like he's a solid uh, prospect at a USC, but still a rookie wide receiver. Um, Parrish Campbell didn't show much last year. Was he hurt last year? Uh, for, for a large majority. Right. Um, so that's still a question mark. They're not very deep there. They got a great uh, offensive line, one of the best offensive lines. I'd say the best. Maybe the best offensive line. Um, they spent a second-round pick on Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is great. Uh, Naheem Hines is one of the best patch catching backs in the NFL. I don't know. <laughs> um, their defense is solid. They get uh, they traded right for DeForest Buckner. Was that a trade or did he sign? They traded a first-round pick for DeForest Buckner, so they did add him there. Okay. That's cool. Darius Leonard's obviously great. This team's got Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> How can they not go 10 and 6? Exactly. No, I still think they're going to go under. Um, uh, sorry, sorry. this is uh, breaking news. Um, do you see who got the first pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, the Timberwolves. Yeah, the Warriors got second, Timberwolves one, Hornets three. So that's the top three uh, for the NBA draft. We're going to be making a show about this, but I'm going to start a petition. My After I start a petition for Des Bryant to sign with the Dolphins, I'm going to start a petition for the Warriors to trade their pick, but we'll get to that at a later date. Okay. Um, those are two things that just need – that must happen. Uh, right. I guess we can move on from the Colts. I don't know. There's nothing else to say. All right. We'll move on to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they have an eight-and-a-half win total. And I went with the over. They've gone nine and seven, I think, the past three seasons, and I have them right around nine and seven once again. I'll give them nine and seven. You'll give it to them, okay? I uh, the what I have is offensive line. That would okay. be who I would maybe to blame. Uh, obviously, the biggest question mark is losing Jack Conklin to Cleveland. His loss is pretty huge. Um, if you just see it in the, the PFF uh, offensive line rankings, the end of the 2019 season, they were ranked eighth and they dropped to 15th. So that's a you know pretty significant drop, I'd say. You know, they went from a pretty elite offensive line uh, to right around average, according to Pro Football Focus. And, and that I believe that's justified. Jack Conklin is a great uh, talent. 
and I think he's going to solidify Cleveland. So that's part of the reason why, you know, Cleveland might improve on their wins from last year. Um, so, you know, that, that is concerning to me uh, as a Derrick Henry dynasty owner as well. I mean, I believe he's going to be fine. Derrick Henry is an absolute beast of a man, physical specimen. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I think they're 9-7. I'm also huge on A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is going to just be – he's just going to be a smash fantasy pick this year. Yeah. So, um, also, in parentheses, I wrote maybe quarterback because I'm not completely sold on Ryan Tannehill as well. I brought this up on maybe even multiple occasions on the show. But, you know, he only threw for 369 yards in three playoff games last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I just really think, like, you know, the Titans just kind of rode the wave. And I think he kind of got exposed in the playoffs. Like, you, you know, you know, obviously he had a great regular season. We all know that. I'm not taking any credit away from that. But, you know, I think the playoffs could be a little bit more of the real Ryan Tannehill. I just think that that's not a recipe for long-term success. And I, I just, you know, if your guy can only average like 120 yards in the playoffs per game, uh, you know, I don't know. So I'm not completely sold on Ryan Tannehill being the answer. I wouldn't have given him a four-year contract. Right. Four, he's mine. He's mine who's to blame if they hit their under. Um, pretty ballsy to give him four years, $29.5 million per year. Um, a lot of money. For a guy, he started 10 games, good 10 games. Um, but – it's not like this guy's just like new. We know Ryan Tannehill. He's been in the league for several years. And there's a reason that he was traded. I don't want to sound like Mitchell that if a player's traded, then he's worthless. But, like, he's not great. He was not great in Miami. Um, and then as you brought up, he didn't – his regular season stats were solid. His passing – he had the best uh, passer rating in the league. Um, but he didn't jack squat in the playoffs. Um so I think that the Titans, they've finally got a quarterback that helped them stay afloat. Um, and I think they just threw this money at him because, I don't know, they're a little desperate maybe. But that's a lot of money and a lot of faith in a guy like Ryan Tannehill. So I would have, I mean, if I were them, I would have liked to seen it one more year. I would have given him the franchise. Yeah, tag him, yeah. Um, and then if he and if he performs well, then just sign him to a, a bigger contract after next year. But I personally would have liked to see it one more year if I were uh, the owner of the Titans. Uh, one but day, you know, they, the Titans. they should be uh, right around there, you know, this year. I mean, they should be competitive. So I'm expecting them to maintain how they have been for the past few seasons. Uh, we're going to move on to the Houston Texans. Their over-under is 7.5. I forgot about them. I thought I was ready to move on to the West. <laughs> I, well, we have, we, that would be skipping two teams then. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have under for the Texans, just under a 7-9. I think they could be in for a rough year. And who's to blame for the te- uh, Texans? You did, um, oh, Sorry, over-under for you? Under. Under, and who's to blame? Uh. Head coach and GM Bill O'Brien. I just said I well, well hold on. I said just GM Bill O'Brien. Mr. That's Brian. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Not head coach Bill O'Brien, but GM Bill O'Brien. Yes. Because I that's think fair. that's fair. You know, yes. <laughs> I think people don't look at it through two different lenses. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
I think Bill O'Brien is a good coach. I mean, people, you know, like to laugh and make jokes, but he is a good coach. His overall record as a head coach been for six seasons is 52 and 44. Not bad. And he has four division titles in six years. And you got to remember, he only had Deshaun Watson for the past three. In one of those years, he tore his ACL. So Didn't they was, stink that year? Uh, they were really bad when he tore his ACL. But <laughs> Whatever, that's beside the point. He had very bad quarterback play. Yeah, he did. Still, still was winning divisions early on in his head coaching career. So this is a good coach we're talking about. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, and if you hear his players, I mean, Deshaun Watson always advocates for Bill O'Brien. You know, he, has a, he holds him in very high regard. And as do a lot of other players. So I think the players like playing for him. And uh, they're not, they weren't going to throw him under the bus. Um, but he obviously made a very bad trade. Um, and I don't really know yeah. if he knows exactly what he's doing as a general manager. So, um, you know, I, I think that could maybe be their downfall. I, I, they, gotta, they just have to find someone else. And I think it's a pretty easy problem to fix. I don't know why they would – maybe they want to try it out. I think this is his first year being the GM, right? I don't know. I think I looked it up uh, earlier today. I think twenty. I think it said as of twenty twenty. So this is his first off season as the GM. And <laughs> first I, and off just, season as the GM, and this is what he does. Very bad. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It just boggles I, my mind. Like, why? What was the point? There was forget forget about it, it even being David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Like, running back is so much easier to replace than a stud wide receiver. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So especially for a team that does not have this. Is, was this before or after Cooks? They signed Cooks. It doesn't really matter. I think it was before. Right. So he trades away DeAndre Hopkins before. Maybe the there was still rumors that they signed Cooks, but I don't know. But that's just like he's their head coach as well, and how could also the head coach like the head coach give the stamp of approval on Brandon Cooks being? Uh, your number one receiver. Everyone thought they'd draft a receiver, which they didn't until the fifth round in Isaiah Coulter. Um, Bill, I told you, yeah, Bill O'Brien's mine. Um, so they definitely got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I still think they could be fine. I'm not expecting them to, you know, tank the season away. They still have right a top talent in Deshaun Watson leading leading the team. So. If you have Deshaun Watson, I feel like he's got to get you at least seven wins. That's why I've got him at seven and nine. But um, I don't know. I think it could be a little bit of a rough year, a little bit of a down year. So maybe the Houston ownership can reevaluate who they made the decision to be the GM. And hopefully it's only a one-year experiment in the sake of Houston Texans fans. Their fullback, um, their fullback is store brand Colin Gillespie. <laughs> why? What's his name? Colin Gillespie. <laughs> Colin Gillespie. C U L L E N G I L L A S P I A. Colin Gillespie. Drafted in the seventh round in 2019. That is hilarious. Oh, that is so funny. Um, all right. So we'll move on. We'll briefly talk about the Jaguars, I guess. Um, Jack wanted to skip them entirely. So uh, I guess we don't have to speak too much on Jacksonville. But their win total was is five. Very generous. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd be very surprised if they don't have Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence next year. Uh, sorry, Gardner Minshew. But I have them under going two and fourteen and being the worst team in the NFL. 
Yeah. Did you even write anything for Jacksonville? I'm, I'm curious. Um, I picked Gardner Minshew as my who's to blame if they hit their under. Uh, technically, I did too, but I wrote That's a little unfair, though. I wrote everything. Um, well, okay. I'll make an argument. I think Leonard Fournette is a very good running back. Too injury going, injury concerns? Or after week four? I don't know. That's We're not going to talk about that. But Leonard <laughs> Fournette... Um, he maybe there's some durability concerns. Um, he's still a top talent. Um, Chris Thompson's probably a top six running back in the league too. So their their backfield is very solid. Probably. Um, I mean, all jokes aside, it's solid. It's a it's above. I'd be comfortable with this backfield. Like Leonard Fred's a good running back. Um, their average, receiving core averaged 3.3 yards per carry this season. Well, that's because of their offensive line, but they got talent. Um, their receiving core is okay. DJ Chark had a solid year last year. Um, there's no, I don't know. There's Josh, not a lot of faith. Josh Oliver, their rookie tight end from last season, is out for the out for the season this year. And that means Tyler Eifert is a starter, and he will only probably play about two games. So uh, tight ends pretty much non-existent in Jacksonville. Over under 1.5 games for Tyler Eifert. Close. I might take the over just just uh, just barely. Rip. I love Tyler Eifert, though. Um, yeah. I think Gardner Minshew is the weakest part of their team. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he threw 26 touchdowns and only six picks last year. Is that right? It could be. No, 26 touchdowns and six right. interceptions. That's not a lot. Is it, it, it? I mean, I think, is that right? 26 touchdowns and six picks. That's just 21, my, 21 and six, 21, 21 and six. And six. Okay. Still, that's pretty good. In um, like 14 games. Um, I don't know. He's a six round pick. I, he's kind of indispensable a little bit. He's kind of just starting job just kind of fell into his lap and like. It's a good story for sure. He's a cool guy. Right. Um, smarter than he gets credit for. He's actually a very smart guy. Um, yeah, before he went to Washington, he actually uh, he got recruited and he got accepted to Harvard. Yeah, he was going to work for NASA. He actually dropped everything to play for Mike. He also, I think, he, do, he does have a Nobel Peace Prize, too. Right. So, you know, once he's replaced by Trevor Lawrence next year, he will still be employed. He won't be like Baker working at the gas station. No, he will not be working at a gas station, yes. yeah. He'll, he'll be managing that gas station. He, he, yeah, he'll be the CEO of, like, Luke Oil. He's going to be way above manager. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty bad. Their defense is going to be even worse when Ngakwe gets traded. I thought he was going to get traded a couple of days ago. I, I heard a report yeah, that, right. that he, he the trade was, you know, in the books, uh, on the books. So, um, no, this defense, I mean, even without Ngakwe, I kind of feel like this defense is, is like, shot without, like, their – there are guys from like two or three years ago and Ramsey, Boye, Campbell, um, the whole crew. But Josh Allen, impressive, very impressive rookie season last year. Uh, yeah, he's going got... to be the lone bright spot for a year or two. Well, they still um, got Miles longer. Jack and they replaced their uh, elite corner duo through the draft this year. They spent two first round picks. Actually, I'm sorry. That was a linebacker, a slot linebacker. So, that's there's some versatility there. Well, they have C.J. Henderson, right? Yeah, C.J. Henderson and uh, Clavon Chasson. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's got a fun name to say. 
Um, so, man, I couldn't. I don't pick know. One, I couldn't pick just one thing for Jacksonville, so I wrote everything. All right, um, Max Kellerman, let's move on. All right, so I like Max Kellerman, but I just feel like that's an insult now to call someone Max Kellerman. So I'm just gonna keep doing it. Well, you're really gonna call me Max Kellerman with the Chiefs, so. Oh, here we go. You're gonna what? What are you gonna say? I literally write. You're, you're gonna say nothing. You're gonna say nothing, just like the Ravens. That's I wrote. Stupid. They won't. Like it's not oh a conceivable possibility in my mind. Didn't you have them at 11 wins anyway for no reason? The Chiefs? No, I have them at 15 and one. Okay, I got the numbers right. 11 and so, 15 one. Whatever. Their win total is 11 and a half, and I just don't see any way that this is possible. And let, I mean. You could say this about any team, really, but unless Mahomes is out for an extended period of time, they're not. There's no way. Um, it's not possible. I think they return. They, I believe. I believe this is correct. Twenty of twenty-two starters. Uh, How can yeah. you run it? Run it back with a identical team that just won the Super Bowl. Um, that's a huge positive, especially in this season, this off season, which is crazy. You know that consistency of returning all your guys um you know it's it just it's just i can't fathom it in my mind so they're going seven and nine seven and nine who's to blame for that jack seven and nine um who's to blame i'll tell you who's to blame it's i swear to god if you say running back then <laughs> No, it's it's Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Ah, uh, the doctor. Yeah, doctor. He's to blame. What a jerk! He's opted out for saving people's lives. What an idiot. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, he's out, so they're putting a. He's gonna be replaced by a rookie, I believe. So that's something. That's what I said. I said. See, at least I was honest with the listeners. I said they won't. You just pick something because you had for the to. sake of the game. No, I couldn't. I followed the rules. I was honest with myself. I looked myself in the mirror, and I had a good hard look. You looked yourself in the nothing. mirror. You looked nothing. yourself in the mirror, and you said, "They won't." <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Um, you know, one last. Uh, word on the Chiefs is that Clyde will be ridiculous. He's going to be so good. I can't wait. I am so excited. I'm going to – I I don't know. I, I, I'm so happy he's on my team, and I hope I get him in other teams. So, um, He'll be good. Several analysts saying they would take him first overall in redraft leagues. Um, which is, the, hype is, the hype is literally getting – it's going crazy. The the Clyde hype is uh it's getting pretty bonkers. I mean, I wouldn't take him first overall. <laughs> no, you I mean, even me, the biggest Clyde Edwards Alaire fan in the whole entire nation. I I'm, uh, I'm still comfortable at fifth. Fifth is where I land as well. Uh realistically. Probably fifth. So I'm firmly fifth. All right. Chiefs are going to be amazing. We all know this. Um, Chargers. Chargers are an interesting team. Their over-under is eight. And I'm curious to hear where you land on them because I, uh, you know, I looked into the Chargers a little bit more, but what do you, what do you have for Los Angeles? 
Who's to blame? And you can actually say this instead of just instead of not saying someone specific. I'm gonna say quarterback play. Um, well, hold on. Sorry. Over or under eight wins. Oh. Um. I'll say over. I don't I know. Said, I said over ten and six. I've got some. Uh, oh, ten and six. Got some high expectations for the Chargers this year. I'm skeptical. Wait, what was it? Eight and a half. Eight. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll see how I feel after this discussion. Um, yeah, I got quarterback play as my who's to blame. No. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Over. Over. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Quarterback will not be a problem. Tyrod's got this. Not, so how many games is Tyrod going to start the whole season? I believe he will. I I think if they're gonna be if they're gonna go ten and six, Tyrod's oh, gonna play yeah. every single game. Or Tyrod struggles in the early, and then Justin Herbert goes on a tear. I don't think so. I'm gonna pull off the. I'm gonna pull up their uh, their schedule to start the season. What kind of contract is he under, Tyrod Taylor? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting the Charter schedule real quick. Oh, they add Brian Balaga. Yeah, and, and that Turner guy. So they've got a uh... Trey Turner. Wow. Okay. In reinforcements in the O line, also they got Mike Pouncey, um, as always. Uh, that's very good. Their wide receivers are always like pretty solid, and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Hunter Henry is a good pass catcher, uh, highest paid tight end in the league. Actually, not anymore, probably, of the contracts of Kittle and Kelsey. Um, Austin, I think. I like the backfield. Austin Eckler is a very, very uh, elusive and talented running back. Um, they signed him for four years. Good signing by them. For very cheap, too. I think like only $6 million. Um It's a pretty good contract, yeah. Justin Jackson Josh Kelly are both solid, too. Uh, their defense, Joey Bosa is among the, the league's best when it comes to pass rushing. Um. Melvin Ingram's another solid name. They drafted Kenneth Murray out of out of Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, right? In the first round. Uh great addition. A top three safety in Derwin James. Um Chris Harris Jr. also too forgot about him. They signed him. Uh formerly for the former Denver cornerback. Um. Yeah, they always seem like they're like the best, one of the best teams on paper every year, but for some reason, they just can't seem to do it. Maybe it's Phil Rivers. Maybe you're right about Phil Rivers. I don't know. So um, Tyrod Taylor has a winning record as a quarterback. I believe he's twenty three, twenty one, and one. Uh, I don't have the written down. That's just off the top of my head. I believe that's what I saw earlier today. But I'm looking at the schedule to start the season, and I uh, very realistically see them starting six and three. So their first nine games are against uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, so that's probably a loss, uh, Carolina, so that should be a win, uh, Bucks and Saints, so that could be a little too tough games. But then – they get the Jets, Dolphins, Jags, and Raiders. So that's a pretty easy stretch of games for them. Uh, so 
I, I think I, I think they can be six and three. So I think that's going to put them right in the playoff contention. If they're that good, I don't really – I don't see them making the quarterback switch. And maybe Herbert would sit an entire season. Um, and I, I think Tyrod's good enough to yeah, – I don't know. I mean, TJ was kind of hating on him last episode, but the guy wins games. He's careful with the football. And with a good enough team around him, you know, we both love their offensive line. I mean, they get made very solid additions. Um. I think this team is going to be very good. With that being said, uh, for who's to blame in case of a scenario where they did go under, I have the running back and wide receiver group. Uh, I love Austin Eckler as well. I think he's very talented for going undrafted. I believe he's a great story, and he's not just a great story. He backs it up with his play. Awesome pass catcher of the football. I believe he caught 90-plus passes last year, right around that mark. I'd have We're to fact check that. that. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, Melvin Gordon, you can think what you want about him, but he was a very productive player for this team. Over the last four seasons, he had 47 total touchdowns. That's a lot of production for this team. And, you know, people can be high on Josh Kelly and uh, Justin Jackson all they want, but, you know, he's not going to be Mel- – they're not going to be Melvin Gordon. And uh, that's, you know, maybe this this lack will be picked up by Austin Eckler, but – uh, and I think it will be, but you know, maybe it won't be. The wide, wide receiver uh, group, you know, obviously they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but outside of them, the depth is not as strong as you'd think. I mean, it's pretty much K.J. Hill after that. And, you know, if the injury to one of those guys were to occur, I would be very concerned of this wide receiver group. It would be pretty bad. Uh, you know, I think Keenan Allen is still a very good player, but – his yards per catch has decreased each of the last three seasons and he's 28 now. So, I mean, you know, he could be losing a step. I mean, depending on, I don't know how big that step is, but uh, it's something to monitor. And I think the depth could be an issue potentially. And, you know, it looks like they've got a good skill position players. You know, they, you mentioned Hunter Henry as well, but um, you know, things could go wrong. You know, I, I could see a scenario where that may happen, and um, I don't think it will, but, you know, I'm not ruling it out. So that's where I'm at with the Chargers. But overall, I'm very high on them. Uh, quick question to wrap up the Chargers. Uh, if they're as good as you think they are going to be this year, Tyrod Taylor is going to be a free agent this offseason. What's going to happen there? You know, it's a pretty uh... – I don't know. I mean, you spend a top six pick on a guy in the draft and Justin Herbert, it's kind of, uh, I mean, I can't compare it to Kansas city, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. How Alex Smith, a guy who's um, conservative with the football wins games, good for the locker room. Guys like him. team plays pretty well and gets to the playoffs. Um, but you have an unknown behind them who was a high draft pick and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Maybe you just let him walk, uh, but it's kind of hard if you go ten and six. I mean, I guess some at some point you just gotta let go of the the safety net that Tyrod Taylor is and right. shoot for the stars and hope t- Justin Herbert can be even better. Like Mahomes, obviously worked out for Kansas City. Right. In that comparison you give, um, just is reason to think they'd move on from him. Um, a team. The Chiefs, before moving on from transitioning into Mahomes, they couldn't get over the hump. Even if you think they go like 10 and 6, 
I can't imagine you think they're going to do much in the playoffs, right? Yeah, um, and most and most they win one game depending on right. who they match up with. So, and I I think that Tyra Taylor is easier to move on from than Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a like he was a, more established, right? A more established starter in the league for longer. Tyra Taylor has played backup all last year. Um, so yeah, I, I guess they would move on from him um, in a scenario where they do well, even so. Uh, I guess we could move on to uh, our next team. Right. So we have two more teams to talk about. Uh, they both have the same win total, same over-under. Uh, but we will talk about the Denver Broncos next. And they have seven and a half wins projected. Uh, what do you What are you thinking about Denver? This is tough. It was pretty tough. I went with slightly over. I think about eight and eight is, is, is right. I'm going to say eight and eight as well. And uh, who's who's to blame? Who's the one if they go under? Uh, Drew Locke. Same. I went with Drew Locke. Did you go with Drew Locke or their quarterback? I went with their quarterback. Also, they have a very bad backup situation. I think they'd still be starting Brand- Brandon Allen. And that's uh, – yeah. so wow. they really could be quarterback to blame if Locke were to get hurt. But, yeah, the, the Drew Locke and – uh, you know, he's only played five career games. Right, yeah. It's not a lot at all. Um, I think people are ready, really hoping he breaks out because I've heard a lot of buzz about it. And Yeah, people are very I'm, bullish on Drew Locke. I'm just not there yet. Um, right, I'm not a pessimist. I don't think he's bad. I just – right, he went four and one, but, like – You mean outside – circumstantial. Outside of a week 14 – week 14 game at Houston last year, he has never thrown for over 208 yards. So he, uh, you know, he played well. They won games, uh, but it wasn't like overly impressive. You know, that he had that one really good game. I think that stands out in people's minds. Uh, but, you know, I'm just not sold. Five, five games is not ready for me to put the Broncos in the playoffs or anything. Right. And uh, I really think this is on Drew Locke this season. Like, I know he's young, but he's got everything around him. Um, one of the most complete backfields and talented backfields in the league in Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and even Royce Freeman adds some value. Um, his passing options get better as well. They drafted Jerry Judy with their first pick, uh, a top two receiver prospect this year. KJ Hamler is another solid addition. They still have Cortland Sutton who played great last year. That's a very solid three receivers. Um, Noah Fant is going to continue to get better. And they drafted another tight end. I don't – Albert O. Or, yeah, I don't know. Albert no o, one can yeah. say the last name. Yeah. Great skill position players. Uh, the O-line – what do we know about the O-line? Let me look at it. Um, I think it's pretty average, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I guess nothing jumps off the table looking at it now. Um, the defense – adds A.J. Boye. They lose Chris Harris, add A.J. Boye. Um, still got Bradley Chubb. What do you think about Von Miller? What does he have left? He's still he's still up there. I mean, he's he's going to contribute and he's going to be productive because he's that's just who he is. I, I think – I mean, he's not prime Von, Von Miller, but he's still going to be a borderline Pro Bowl talent, if not right up there, so – yeah. Denver does have, according to Pro Football Focus, the 14th uh, ranked offensive line. So, like I was saying, right, right around average. Um, 
you know. Who's your who's to blame? Who's to blame? Drew, Drew Locke. I said. I said oh, that, okay. Remember? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you said, it's really on him this year. Um, he's he pretty much has to play well because, like I said, there's really nothing behind him. Right. And uh, it looks like Denver is really, really all in on him. So, uh, you know, if they're going to be successful, it's going to be on the back of him. Very true. All right. So last and maybe least, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Their win total is seven and a half. Man, this is another team that is just up in the air. Lackluster, in my opinion. I don't know. Not lackluster, but I'd say mediocre. I have them at five and eleven, so that's an under for me. That's definitely an under. Yeah. Um, I I mean on paper, I just think I don't think we gave John Gruden enough credit last year. Not we, just I think just everyone in general. Like they lost the focal point of their offense by far, like at the very last second, and they still remain competitive to the last week of the season. They're still uh, mathematically in the playoff hunt. Literally, I forgot who we were talking about, and it took me a second. But okay, right. I get um, it now. So this team I'm like, isn't. I'm like, who are they? I'm like Khalil Mack. He's on defense, and he was two years ago. I'm like, what are you? That talking too. About? Yeah. Like, I mean, I I gotta give Gruden a lot of credit for what he's doing with this roster. Like, this team is way overperforming, and I want to say it's an under, but I don't know. I and I said over for all these teams. So like. That's literally like three, eight, and eight teams, and like whatever you think the Chiefs are gonna do. But I'm gonna say over again. I don't even know. If that's. I mean, it's probably possible, but it's not gonna happen. Um, I think my my who's to blame if they go under? Um, it's their passing game, and I want to say passing game because um, I'll inc- I want to include their car along with the receiving core. I don't know. Screw that. I don't think it's that. I said like, uh, their defense. Yeah, no, general, I'm supposed, yeah, I'm supposed their defense. But specifically their secondary. Yes, that too. Because um, I think, um, you know, I don't think Derek Carr is great, but I think he is – I think people consider him, like, lower than I would probably put him. Yeah, I think he's a little bit underrated. I'm not saying, like, he's massively underrated that, like, oh, Derek Carr is – he can easily bring it like not easily he can bring a team to the Super Bowl I'm not saying that but like this guy was in MVP conversations in like 2017 I think it was 2016 but that's the same thing and uh, then a devastating injury like halted they go they finally go 12 and 4 and then he gets injured like I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback like he's they shouldn't I don't know a little confused I'm not I guess I'm not confused but like I question the the Marcus Mariota signing. Not really. I think that's fine. That's fine. That's a, that's a fine signing. Um, yeah, it's a he's a pretty good backup. It's a good insurance policy. Um, right. But you know, I think Vegas definitely has some uh, some interesting names on offense. You know, everyone loves Josh Jacobs. They, you know, he's a borderline first round pick in fantasy this year, and rightfully so. He had a pretty great rookie season I believe he had around 1100 uh, rushing yards and seven touchdowns and I think he missed three games so that's a very solid rookie campaign um Darren Waller obviously had a breakout season with a I think also 1100 yards and three or four touchdowns so great year for him 
Uh, they obviously draft Henry Ruggs, and they add Brian Edwards a little bit later on in the draft. Those are two Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards is not catching under 1,300 yards. I think he's going to be very good as well. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of interesting names in offense, and I think it could be a fun offense to watch. But the defense is, you know, kind of underwhelming. Max Crosby had a very good rookie season. Yes, he you know, did. Yeah, he had a very good year. Um, Kellen Farrell, you know, didn't have the best rookie season, but I still think he's got potential. Yeah. Um, he, I, I think, you know, yeah. it just didn't go right for him, but I think he can still play well. So I have still have uh, some decent expectations for him. Yeah, there were high expectations for him since he was considering he was taken fourth overall, but he was always a developmental a little bit of a developmental uh, prospect. So this is only a second. Yeah, he was a rookie last year. So, But, yeah, just briefly getting into, you know, for my who's to blame is the secondary. Um, it's not a very inspiring group. They do bring in Demarius Randall from Cleveland and LaMarcus Joyner from the Rams. So, you know, those are new additions. No, um, Joyner was there last year. Uh, yeah, actually, you are right. But Randall is new. A new addition I think that we should talk about is Damon Arnett. Uh, he's a very good corner and got overshadowed a lot by um, Okuda at Ohio State last year. Still taking – they took him in the first round. Was there, I guess, their second first-round pick uh, after Ruggs. But um, – so that's something. Like, that. that's a very – could be a solid piece. Right. But if they were to go under, I think that this group – I could I could see them just sure. being just as bad as last season because uh, I did write this down. They gave up the eighth most passing yards and the sixth most passing touchdowns. So towards the bottom of the league in the pass defense. Yeah. All right. So I believe that's all we have for you guys today. That is all 16 AFC teams. And um, yeah, so this is a fun episode. We will release our NFC uh, who's to blame episode probably within a week. So Stay tuned for that. And the NFL season, folks, is only three weeks away. So we are right around the corner. Um, this is fantasy draft season, one of my favorite times of year. Uh, and I'm just very excited. Football is back. Yep. And, you know, I'm, you know, in a better mood in terms of it finishing. You know, there was some times, you know, within the past couple of months that I was nervous. But I'm feeling pretty good right now. And um, it looks like we're going to get football in a large capacity. And it won't be completely normal because there won't be fans in the majority of the stadiums. But, you know, they'll make it as normal as possible for us. And I'm just grateful that it's back. So, uh, yeah. All right. So thank you for listening, everyone. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. And tell your friends and anyone you want about the show. because. We're looking to grow. Um, that'll be all, folks. And yep. uh, closes out, Justin. We'll catch you guys next time. See you.